0: abc listen podcasts radio news music and more there's a question that mob keep being asked during the lead up to this referendum lots of non-indigenous people want to know how we're voting before they decide how they'll vote
1: yeah and it's a question we keep getting here at the abc more broadly too so what's the answer hi i'm frank kelly joining you from gadigal land of the aora nation in sydney
0: Hey, I'm Carly Williams. I'm a Quandamooka woman and the National Indigenous Correspondent with the ABC, also joining you on Gadigal land. This is The Voice Referendum Explained.
1: So, Carly, we keep hearing that more than 80% of Indigenous Australians support The Voice. That's what the Prime Minister says, and that's what the official Yes campaign pamphlet says too that's gone into letterboxes around the country. But the No campaign challenges that figure. So can we say how Indigenous Australians are going to vote on The Voice?
0: Can we? there's, There's no easy answer to this question, Fran. We've spoken to people for this podcast who are voting no. This voice to parliament is nothing but an advisory body to white people who have the power and authority to make all the decisions for us. Um, So we feel that it goes against everything that Aboriginal sovereignty and self-determination represents.
1: And we've heard from people who are voting yes.
2: Well, we might be concerned about the detail. The, The bigger picture is that, We're all for Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people having a say over issues of cultural and spiritual importance to us.
0: I'm all for saying yes. That's Dr. Emily. She's a Trawoolway woman from Terracuna country, northeast Tasmania, and before her, Nala Mansell, a Palawa woman from Lutrawitcha, Tasmania, and the campaign coordinator at the Tasmanian Aboriginal Centre. So they're both from Tassie, right, where Indigenous population makes up a small part of the population, about 30,000 people. That's 6%, I think. Yeah, 6%. It's pretty small. But remember, Tasmania could be key. It's being called a battleground state. Yeah, it's been
1: called that because remember for this referendum to get up, to succeed, the Yes campaign has to get what's called a double majority. It's the majority of the national vote and it's a majority of the
0: states. Totally. And so WA and Queensland, with them looking like they're leaning towards a no vote, Tasmania would have to vote yes in order for this referendum to pass.
1: Yes, if they don't, they haven't got to four states. We're going to come back to Tassie a little later, but staying with the question of whether Indigenous people are voting yes or no some areas are claiming overwhelming First Nations support. The Northern Territory, for instance, has the highest proportion of Indigenous citizens. Mm -hmm. It's around 32% of the overall Territory population, or around 80,000 people. And the four land councils there, which are elected bodies, have signed a declaration supporting The Voice. Les Turner is CEO of the Central Land Council, and he's certain there's an Indigenous majority for yes.
3: In the Central Land Council region, we have 17 different languages in our region, and we have interpreters and translators. We have videos in language, printed information. We hold meetings. Our people have many questions. We find when things are explained, our people support the voice.
1: And how do you know that they support it?
3: They come up and tell us. We hold community forums. Over 12 to 1,500 people have been involved at community meetings where a team from the Central Land Council explains in detail what the constitutional recognition is about, what the amendment is, what the voice to parliament is. Once our people hear that, they support it.
1: It's important to say, Carly, that that's the position of the Central Land Council. It's not the definitive view of every First Nations person in the Territory, right?
0: Yeah, well, quite a few land councils around the country are supporting, yes, but it's definitely not all of them. But Fran, this number, this statistic, at least 80% of Indigenous people are supporting Yes. Where does the 80% come from?
1: Well, it's based on two polls from earlier in the year. The Ipsos poll showed 80% support and the YouGov poll back in March had Indigenous support for The Voice at 83%. They were both conducted for the Yes campaign, those polls. But in March. But in March. Mm. Polling analyst Kevin Bonham says those polls exactly are getting a little long in the tooth.
3: It may be that the support level among Indigenous voters has stayed as high as in those early polls, but it could also be that there's been a drop-off, uh, mirroring the uh, the drop-off in the general community, which is now on a scale of about 15%. Um, polling of remote Indigenous communities is so notoriously hard that at one stage, news poll didn't poll in the Northern Territory at all in its federal polling. And when pollsters do polls for voting intention for the, the Northern Territory, it's, it's common to leave out five or six of the uh, rural seats entirely because you just can't sample them.
1: So that's where the 80% comes from. And without updated polling, we can't really know one way or the other. So why don't they go out and do new polls in community and poll mob? Yeah, well, I asked about that. Apparently it's really, really expensive, particularly to get around remote communities. It costs a lot.
0: And Fran, there are some very high profile Indigenous people who say they are voting no. In fact, There are Indigenous leaders who are leading the No campaign. And we've spoken to people on this podcast who are voting No for very different reasons. You've got the Conservative No saying that the voice is too risky, uh, there's too many unknowns, and then you've got the Progressive Black No saying, well, the voice doesn't go far enough. Uh, It's just advice. We want treaty first.
1: And treaty is a big one, Carly, because Australia is one of the few colonial Commonwealth nations that doesn't have a treaty with its First Nations people.
0: Right. So Canada has one. We know.
1: New Zealand has one. Yeah,
0: New Zealand has one. But when we think about what was outlined in the Uluru Statement, what were those reforms that were called for? It was voice treaty truth in that order. So treaty is meant to come after The Voice. And that's what the Uluru Statement called for back in 2017. That's what the government's promised. Nala Mansell from Tassie, she's voting no because she wants treaty now. A treaty would be an agreement between... The two sovereign nations where we would look at what it would take for Aboriginal people um, to agree that white people have a right to be on our stolen lands. So a treaty would look at power sharing, an economic base, representation in the parliament and the return of some of our stolen land.
1: And surprisingly, Warren Mundine, who's one of the Indigenous leaders of the Conservative no camp, says Australians should reject the voice in order to speed up the treaty process.
3: So we're more likely to get treaties if people vote no? Yeah, because then we have to do the hard... On the 15th of uh, October, if it's a no vote, uh, you know, that's when the real work starts.
1: And that answer put him at odds with other leading no campaigners like Senator Price and Peter Dutton, who was quick to rule out funding a treaty process. Meanwhile, supporters of YES, like Pat Dodson, say to be talking treaty without a voice first will lead
3: nowhere. Well, who are you going to deal with? That's the first question I'd ask. And if you go down the track of dealing with 300 or 400 different Aboriginal uh, nation groups, uh, how are you going to do that and how do you determine it? And that'll take you a couple of years to get that all sorted. That's
1: Pat Dodson, he's a Yaru man and federal senator, and a lot of Australians still regard him as the father of reconciliation in this country. He says treaty is important, but
3: you've got to have a voice to make it work. The government needs to deal with an entity, a body that's capable of putting forward the process by which these matters can go forward. It just can't walk out there willy-nilly and say, well, OK, here's three natives, we'll have a discussion with them and we'll have an agreement. Um, There has to be structure. And uh, the voice is the beginning of that.
1: Right now, some of the states and territories are working towards their own treaty. Victoria's further along than most of the other states. It's got the First People's Assembly, which is working towards a treaty process. And in WA, Carly, there was a declaration with the Noongar people in Perth, between the Noongar people and the WA state government. It was a settlement, but it's sometimes referred to as Australia's first treaty. Virginia Marshall is a respected
2: legal scholar. She's also a
1: Wiradjuri Nyambar woman.
2: We can take quiet comfort that Perth is still running and uh, people are going about their daily lives. Uh, so there, there is nothing to be concerned about. It's just between contracting parties and what they see is doable or not doable. So that is the consultation that they have with with each other. And as I said, in in Western Australia with the Noongar community and the government, it was very peaceful, very orderly, and, uh, and that was for final settlement once and for all. So, you know, that's what we need to really step back and take a breath that that's as simple as it gets. There shouldn't be any frenzy or um, any of these issues that are misconstrued.
0: So Virginia says it's just a contract and the government and Indigenous people would have to agree.
2: Yeah,
1: and it's also not on the table at this referendum. I think we need to make that point. The idea of treaty tends to come up a lot, Carly, in some of the scare campaigns, particularly about your land being lost. We've heard all of that before. We heard it a lot during the Mabo debate, the native title debates. And as we discussed in the last episode, we're hearing a lot of it again right now, aren't like we?
0: Like this idea that I'm coming for your house, friend it's ridiculous and it's also inaccurate.
1: Exactly. It's not happening. And Pat Dodson says Australians just don't have a good understanding of what a treaty actually means.
3: Treaties are a bit of a new concept in Australia. Most of us grew up seeing treaties of the cowboys and Indians and broken treaties and Indians marched off to reserves. And and we've known about the Maori Treaty in New Zealand. But treaties are about, they're agreements between peoples or nations or entities uh, but it's about recognition, firstly, of the people you're dealing with, and it's about the recognition that they have legitimate uh, concerns that have to be accommodated within the polity of the um, environment they find themselves within. And and that'll be a negotiation and, and an accommodation, of, not of all things, but of those things that are, are uh, agreeable, that are not going to shatter or uh, rip apart the uh, foundation of, of the democracy.
1: And Virginia Marshall says even
2: if there is a yes vote, treaty would still be a very long way off. I'm confident that a contract between government and First Nations is achievable, and I think, again, it's a pragmatic process. But if it's going to be in our generation, Fran... I certainly think it's probably going to be, perhaps, in our next generation. It definitely is a process, as it is um, with uh, the widest possible belief that people will be reasonable and uh, and sit down and 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 work these things out together. So
0: that is treaty, but it's not what we're voting on at this referendum. Join us next episode where we're going to take a look at the impact this referendum is having on Indigenous Australians. And what our country looks like
1: after the referendum, whether it's a yes or a no. The whole world is watching. That's it from us. Thanks for listening. Subscribe to us so you never miss an episode. This podcast is called The Voice Referendum Explained. You can find it on your ABC Listen app and you can see us because we film it on iview. See you, Carly. Bye, Fran.